How do you feel after what Jesus said today? Pretty hard, right? It's, it's hard stuff. When I was out of seminary, I was convinced that, I, that we needed to take more seriously the Word of God as well as the law of God. So I said, okay. It was one of my first years. It was Lent, the 40 days leading up to Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. And I said, this year, we're going to take, take the law and sin seriously. So before we confess our sins on Sunday, we're going to all recite the Ten Commandments. Right? So we printed them in the bulletin. So, we, so what happened was I, I was ready to see people kind of squirm and be uncomfortable here, right? And so we all read the Ten Commandments, but the exact opposite thing happened. Because most people, when you read the Ten Commandments, you're like, well, I, I didn't murder this week, right? I, I really don't think I stole anything, at least of significance, right? And honor the Sabbath, I'm here in church. It's pretty good. Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. So, okay, that's not going to work. So then we had to, the next week, we had to sort of take each commandment and sort of one at a time sort of really reflect on it. Then we got some squirming. The first point of the law, though, the first point of the law is to, to guide us. And in a weird way, in Jesus' day, the, the Ten Commandments had sort of ceased to do that because they had just become sort of part of, of lore. And what I mean by, by guide us is it's sort of like we all drive around in, in cars and we're going at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. And the only way we can all do that safely is if there are traffic signs. Uh, and, you know, this is why, you know, you honk at people and they don't obey them because we all need to follow them, right? We need the, the signs that say stop. We need the signs that when they say green that we know we can go. And, like, we need the signs that say no thoroughfare or dead end. Like, they, they guide and they allow us all to, to function in life without getting hurt, okay? So... What I want to offer is that God's law, first and foremost, are sort of these heavenly traffic signs that guide us and point us in the right direction. So there's some boundaries that we can all move on this earth together. So when Jesus says, you've heard, you shall not murder, Jesus is realizing that when people hear that, it's kind of going in one ear and out the other, and they're saying, like, okay, I didn't do that, that's fine. But Jesus wants to unpack it, sort of build on it, so it again becomes a living word, a word that guides us in life. And so Jesus says, look, the commandment to not murder isn't just simply about knives in people's backs. The, the commandment about murdering is about how we respect and honor one another and what do we do with the inevitable anger and aggression that we as humans have toward each other. That, that, again, Jesus is saying, what do we do here with the inevitable anger and aggression that we have? And it starts in the heart. It starts in the heart, and then it leads to our words and what we say to other people, and finally it leads into actions. And Jesus here talks about lawsuits. So again, anger starts in the heart, leads to the words, and then finally leads to our actions. And what Jesus says is Jesus puts up a big sort of warning here, a big, at least a yield, if not a stop sign. And he says, hey, hey, if you let this anger sort of manifest and, and sort of stew in your heart, you're going to end up, and he uses a, a really colorful word here. And the word he uses, sometimes we translate it as hell, but the word is Gehenna. And, and this is one we need to actually know what it was talking about. 
South of Jerusalem, so Jesus is right there in the Jerusalem area. South of Jerusalem is the sort of the town dump. And the town dump is on fire, right? You've ever heard of a dumpster fire? Well, the town dump is perpetually on fire, and it's always burning, and it's Gehenna. This is where, again, all the refuge went, and it was always burning. And so what Jesus says is, look, if you don't control the anger in your heart, it's going to lead to words. It's going to lead to conflict, and in the case of them and oppressed people by the Roman government, it's going to lead to the hurting of your whole community. It's going to lead to a hell on earth. It's going to lead to a dumpster fire in your home, in your heart, and in your whole community. Again, Jesus is warning them. He's putting up a traffic sign. Do not go there. Same thing with the, the command, do not commit adultery. You might say, ooh, that seems a little bit harsh there about looking, but you know, 2,000 years later, I can tell you, the, the addiction I hear the most about as pastor at this point is pornography. Right? 2,000 years later. Jesus is giving us guideposts, telling us, do not go faster than this. Do not go in this lane. Turn this way. This is the point of the law, to guide our lives. And we all know we need it. And we all know that other people need it, too. So, so far, so good, right? The law is given as a gift to order our lives, to, again, show us where to go and how to move, what the boundaries are. But the problem, if, of course, is that, well, none of us like to obey what other people tell us to do. And also, when Jesus sort of then begins to say, okay, this is actually what it means to do all this. When Jesus invites them into this sacred thing that people have been doing for centuries of really looking into the commandments and saying, God, what would you have of us? What are your words of life and, and life together? Then we're, we're, we're sort of so overwhelmed by how powerful the law is that we inevitably, inevitably want to sort of, sort of say, discount it and say, we don't have to take that seriously, or in arrogance say, we've done it already. And, and let me show you what I mean. I, I need a prop here, okay? Let me... Let me get my prop here. Okay. So, okay. So what we have here, I have the, the basic commandment, right? Love your neighbor. We all agree this is good, right? Everybody agree we should love our neighbor? If you don't, don't admit it, right? But we all, we all say this is what we're supposed to do in life, okay? But, but here's, here's what happens. So, you know, we hear Jesus' words today about being angry. But we say, Jesus, you don't realize what a jerk that I have to work with, right? And so we, we cut a little corner, okay? And then what we do is we say things like, well, you know, I know I'm not supposed to bear false witness, but that person is always talking badly about everyone else, you know? And I've got to set the record straight on how bad of a person they are, right? And, you know, we, we know that, you know, we're not supposed to steal, but like, that's like the biggest company in the world, and they rip us off all the time anyway, right? So, like, it doesn't really matter. And, and frankly, when I think about the other people, the other parents of, like, my kids' friends, like, they're way worse than I am, so I'm not going <laughs> to worry about that, right? And I think about, you know, that test. It's, it's only one test. I can cheat on this one, right? And, and so what we do is we keep kind of going like this, and we decide, you know, other people, again, we're, we're really not that bad in, in comparison. And, you know, I don't think God really meant that. i got to be true to myself, you know. And suddenly what we end up with is we have taken the law 
and we've cut it right down to size. So it fits us perfectly. And then we can say, wow, I've done it. I, I, I obey. I obey the law that I have constructed and deemed to be important in my life. Well done. Well done. Okay. So that's a problem. <laughs> and it's a problem for two fundamental reasons. First of all, these traffic signs are given to us so that we don't hurt each other. And, and when we shortcut on the law, we ultimately create hell for other people and ourselves. Again, when we shortcut on what God wants us to do in this world, we make hell, we hurt other people and ourselves and our community. The second thing, the second and perhaps even more tragic thing that we do is, is we discount and we diminish how good heaven and the new creation actually are. Because these, these traffic signs, when, when Jesus is really teaching now, he's not just laying down boundaries for sort of how to sort of not kill each other on earth. He's, he's putting down signposts to, to what it ultimately will be like. So in other words, th there's a time and a day when actually there will be no more anger. And, and all the anger we've borne our whole life, there, there is a day when it will be put to death once and for all. And there is going to be a day when, when things are arranged so there is no more injustice that, that causes us to get stirred. I think, too, about Jesus' words about divorce. And I know that these words just so are hard for us because I know that every one of us, every one of us in our families has people that have been through divorce, including many of you. And I know that we've, we've watched, we've watched, we've had to walk with friends through this. We've had to shake our heads, not understanding why some people broke up. We've had to just wonder why some people stick together in relationships that are so abusive. And, and so Jesus' words today, they just, they just make us so tender. But, but hear the signpost. Hear the signpost that, that there's a day and a time when, when this whole thing won't, won't happen anymore. The, the, in the end, in, in the fullness, there are no more custody arrangements. Right? In, in, in the end, and in the fullness of, of the new creation, there, there are no more late-night fights about credit card statements. In, in the end, and in the fullness, there is no more feeling that I'm, I'm home, but I don't feel safe. I don't feel loved in my own space. That's not the intention, and that's the promise that we have, that that's not what we'll be. So how do we, how do we move forward then? How do we, again, move beyond this sort of this shame game? Well, what if we let the law do what the law is supposed to? What if we, instead of wadding it down into the corners, what if we allow the law to do it, to take its cut on us? and to confess our sins to Jesus. And as we confess our sins to Jesus, acknowledge that we need his, his strength, that we need one who can actually fulfill the law. And then as we do that and we then go to Christ, we discover that finally there's a ground upon which we can stand. Finally, there's a place where we can go. And in so doing, we no longer choose our excuses, but we choose life. We choose life by choosing the cross and choosing confession. 
We choose life as we no longer choose our own false justifications, but as we choose Christ. And so what does this look like then to choose life each day? For me, for me, it looks something like this. I recognize on the one hand there's an impossibility of God's law, and on the other hand that I'm forgiven. So how does this put together? Well, to me, it's like when I, when I get up in the morning and I, and I wash my face and I feel the water and I, and I can say to myself, I, I'm baptized. And I can mark that cross on my head and I say, I know I know that I belong to you this day, Lord. And so, so, so guide me. Guide me in your commandments. Teach me this day. Show me what it means for me to love my neighbor, to love you with everything that I have. Walk with me. Give me strength then to do that this day. Give me the patience and humility and courage necessary for that. And then at the end of the day, again, when I wash my face at the end of the day, and as the water just comes dripping off my face to know that the sins that I have inevitably done just wash off. They just wash off and they go away. And instead, then I can think about the water and be reminded of the times when, when God's grace sometimes like, like drips, sometimes like, like a river, and sometimes just like a, a holy flood that just drowned out all the noise and all the sin and all the brokenness and just washed me up beside still waters. And I looked up, and there were green pastures. There were the verdant pastures where the good shepherd had led me. And then at that, then I know that I can... Go in peace and go to sleep and arise the next day to go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.